Welcome to Trailblazing Nursing, a podcast sponsored by the University of South Florida College of Nursing. I'm Usha Menon, Dean of the College of Nursing and Senior Associate Vice President at USF Health. Every month, we'll bring you a 15-minute discussion on current topics in nursing, talking with your colleagues and experts from across the world. Please help me welcome Dr. Anne-Marie Chavaria. Dr. Chavaria is Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer at Tampa General Hospital. She joined us here in Tampa in February 2021, so she's been in this position just over a year, and what a year it has been. Prior to her appointment here, she served as a Chief Nurse Officer at Abington Jefferson Health. Anne-Marie also serves as the Assistant Dean of Academic Practice Partnerships at the USF College of Nursing through a collaborative appointment. So can you share uh, from your perspective, what is the state of nursing today in the acute care setting in hospitals? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that a little bit. It's, it's a unique situation that we're in. I've been a nurse for a long time and we've never been in a situation like this before. Where we are currently is that we are recovering from the pandemic, which is great news. It's taking us a long, taken us a long time to get here. But nurses who had uh, left their uh, positions to travel or have really, uh, you know, chosen other careers, now people are coming back to healthcare, and we are starting to fill a lot of the vacancies we have. Um, what, some of the challenges with that, though, are that the majority of the nurses that we are hiring are newer nurses. So even though we are filling our positions, which is great, we now are going to have we're going to have um, an experience gap where our nurses, the, a large number of our nurses are new. So we will have to address that challenge a little bit differently because we've never had this many new nurses at one time. So there's good news, and then there's you know things that we're going to have to work on in a different way um, and approach things uniquely. So that's an important um, thing, I think, for um, higher ed, nursing education to really understand is that um, in the past, if I could summarize, you had experienced nurses that could take over the mentorship of these new nurses coming in. And I remember I had a six month mentorship with somebody before I was kind of let loose on my own on the floor. Right. So what should what would you be telling deans of nursing schools and, you know, the the academics in terms of preparation? Yeah, considering we're going to have so many um, newer nurses in our workforce, I think the preparation is extremely important. So working with our nursing schools in how they are training people much um, with a greater focus on uh, clinical expertise, high fidelity like simulation, maybe taking more patients than they had typically taken when they're in their clinical rotation so they have more hands-on experience. Um, I think that's what can happen on the front end from the universities and the nursing schools. And then we are making lots of changes once the nurses come to us. How do we uh, revamp our orientation and education for our new nurses? How do we extend it? How do we give them more uh, virtual training? And uh, there's lots of other things that we're trying to layer in here to support the uh, newer nurses that we didn't quite have to do before because they were supported by a lot of experienced nurses. And now we don't have that. Yeah, so um, I, I think we hopefully at USF are on the right track because we've been talking with you and other healthcare organizations in the area to really think about some kind of joint simulation activities 
We've been talking about bringing nurses in to share some simulation, share our spaces, kind of um, introduce the student nurses more and more to the practice setting. And we've been focusing a lot on that uh, transition to practice period, of course, in our final semester. So it's exciting to hear that we're getting on the right track, but I think I'm hearing you say it's a partnership and it really has to be done with us constantly getting feedback, I think, from acute care settings in terms of how well are our students trained and what changes do you need us to make in the curriculum. Um, and, and that's a little different because I think we've always kind of siloed and done this in two, two separate um, areas. Um, can you contrast the current situation, Anne-Marie, to even a year ago during the height of the pandemic? Where are we? Yeah, so I would say a year ago in the height of the pandemic, nurses were banding together. There were some nurses leaving the workforce, nurses who were really fearful of getting sick or um, had other issues that would take them away from the bedside. Um, but now that's not really why people are leaving. And we actually have more people leaving because nurses had to work so hard for so long. Um, and most of that time they were short staffed. So there's a lot of burnout um, and stress and anxiety in the nursing workforce now. So we actually had uh, a larger exodus after the height of the pandemic because of the length of time that people had to uh, you know, withstand that kind of stress. So I think, um, we're just starting to recover from that, which we talked a little bit about earlier. So there are still a lot of vacancies, I imagine, in the acute care setting. There are a lot of vacancies, but I do think we're making great headway. I mean, just four months ago, um, we had like a 37% turnover rate, and now we're back down to a normal turnover rate, and we're able to bring in uh, quite a few nurses. I think we're fortunate at Tampa General, we have this strong relationship with USF. Um, it's also a hospital with a great reputation, so um, nurses would like to work here. It's a magnet hospital. We have a lot of things in place already for our nursing staff, and then it's a very innovative hospital, right? So people understand that we're going to probably be on the forefront of having innovations that support nurses here, um, which we do. Uh, so we have a lot of advantages, uh, I, I believe, although we're not where we need to be just yet with staffing. We are. We've made a lot of progress. Right. And I know you've partnered with us to really come in and, and, and some of your senior nurses have come in to do these um, um, uh, transition to practice panels with our senior students. And I think it's wonderful that they get to hear, of course, from the TGH nurses. Um, the other exciting thing, I think, is that you're supporting the white coat ceremony for our doctor of nursing practice students. And I think these are important elements to the partnership because our students start to see the innovation, the support, the the environment, you know, at TGH, and and it brings them. And I think for nursing schools to develop those partnerships with our area hospitals is really critical. Um, we talked a little bit about some solutions, and that is that there's a lot of um, um, new nurses out there, you know, without experience. You don't have a lot of senior people left to sort of mentor them. Um, do you think we should be, I'm just thinking about additional solutions. We've talked about nursing academia, getting them better prepared for that transition. I know many nurses go into a year-long residency. Should we extend that residency in some way? What are some other solutions that we could be sharing with, with the nation? Yeah, we have not um, extended our residency program, but we have revamped it to really meet the needs of the nurses coming out today. So we've added a lot of um, activities in there to um, look at burnout and resilience more proactively while they're in that first year. Um, we've put some additional education in there. We have different speakers coming to talk through those residency programs. So we haven't extended it, but we have altered how we do our residency program. 
I think some of the other key things that um, are really important that we're trying to put in place to support the nurses is really using the technology to make their jobs easier. And, and I think this is extremely important. So we have um, put in some, we're really fortunate that we have a system that we work with uh, from GE that overlays in our EPIC um, electronic health record and really can pull out some AI and safety things from our medical record that maybe the nurse hasn't even seen yet because she wasn't able to put all those pieces together. And then it sends an alert. Um, so one of them that we have in place right now is for sepsis. It pulls from all different pieces of documentation in the medical record and then uh, tells us if the patient is a concern for sepsis or has already hit the level where they should be a sepsis alert. And so they might, so that might come out of the medical record and alert someone before the nurse has time to put all those pieces together. So there's many things like that we have in place, probably five or six more that are really supporting the nurses. Um, my only worry about that, <laughs> as someone who's been a nurse for a long time, is we never want to have any erosion of the nurse's critical thinking, right? So how do we still put those things in that support the nurses and still allow their critical thinking to always be at the you know um, highest level and not lose that? So that's what we're working on now. We have tons of innovations coming that are helping, but we want to make sure our nurses stay clinically very strong. That's interesting. Um, you know, concept. I'm not sure if everybody thinks about the, the back end of what might happen with this technology. Yeah, that is an interesting conundrum because we don't want the technology to be the all. Uh, we want nurses to learn to use the technology as a means to get to the end, which is that safe care for the patient and, you know, uh, getting them discharged appropriately. Um, and that is interesting, the, the dependence on technology. I hadn't thought about that a lot, actually, that you, we don't want to take away the critical thinking skills. Um, but it's interesting, I think, some of what you're doing and maybe the focus is on the nurse understanding what that alert is. And being able to critically think through, well, you know, yes, the machine gave me an alert, but what do I do with this information? Yeah, so one of the things we're doing to make sure that happens is we're implementing some safety briefings in the middle of the shift where the nurses all come together as a group on their team at their unit level, and they can see all the alert, alerts for each individual patient. This uh, huddle is being led by the charge nurse, and when something alerts, they talk about it. Why is it alerting? What are we doing about that? Um, and is there anything we can do proactively so that um, something doesn't happen to the patient? So I think that's one intervention. We're using the technology, but we're also making sure that the critical thinking stays um, stays involved in all the processes where the nurse is taking care of their patients. Absolutely. What a great idea and, and, and a nice um, way to start looking at how to avoid I think what you're saying is it might be an overdependence on technology. Um, and so my last question um, for our time together is we, we hear nurses talking about what they need where they say, you know, nurses don't want another pizza party, you know, or more donuts delivered, you know, to the floor. We, we want something different. So what can we, what should we be doing together proactively to avoid this situation in the future? I think uh, some of the things that we have in place in particular with USF, I think are going to help us avoid these things in the future, like really building up externship programs, things where students can actually work in the hospital or be shadowing and learning while they're still students. So they feel very prepared when they come out. 
I think um, we have the preceptorship to hire program that we're working on together, um, where the nurses are really getting a good experience with one particular nurse on a on a very specific unit where they think they might want to work, and then they feel much more prepared even before they graduate or apply for those um, positions. So those type of programs that we're working on with USF, I think that's probably one of the best things we can be doing. Um, in addition to making sure that we give nurses as much flexibility in their schedules as we can, and some of the other things that we know are important to them, like supporting them um, with burnout, resilience, healthy work environment, all of the things that are extremely important to nurses uh, once they get here. Yeah, thank you. You know, one of the challenges we're experiencing in addition to everything else is of course the nurse faculty shortage and the drop in graduate enrollment across the country. We're seeing, seeing a declining trend, certainly in the PhD program, uh, but also now in the nurse practitioner certification pathways um, and also in the doctor of nursing practice. So I'm wondering too, if we should be telling folks to think about ways to partner like you and I are doing um, within our organizations to think about giving that advancement to nurses that want to consider graduate education. And, I think one of the things I, I was thinking about that recently myself, and so we talked about that here at the hospital and how do we keep our nurses moving forward as professions, right? And now that we have that little bit of a drop off and um, not, I'm not even sure I understand why that's happening other than I think a lot of nurses, um, just the fact that people have left, left our profession is probably adding to that drop off. Um, but one of the things we did here is we removed our cap on our tuition reimbursement because a lot of our nurses said, well, I can't afford to go back to school, right? I'm paying my bills. It's it's um, somewhat expensive to live in Tampa and, you know, maybe someone that they were, lived with was out of work or something for some period of time. So really the cost of tuition is, um, is a barrier sometimes. So taking the cap off of our tuition reimbursement um, and offering more scholarships, which we also did in the last year and will continue to do next year. Year, I think that really will help some of our nurses be able to go back into those higher level education programs. Great, wonderful proactive strategies. Um, so I want to thank you for taking the time today. Um, to our listeners, this is Dr. Anne-Marie Chavaria from Tampa General Hospital, who is a tremendous exemplar of um, working with academia and developing an academic practice partnership. Thank you, Anne-Marie, so much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to work with the USF team. You can learn more about the USF College of Nursing at health.usf.edu forward slash nursing. Until next time, here's to trailblazing your own path.